Josie's Bar podcast. We're a bar in Hell's Kitchen and every week we sit down and we like to ruminate over an old issue of Daredevil starting from the very beginning in 1964 and going all the way until the end of the world. When I say we, I mean me, Claire, and my co-host Vix. Hey Vix. Hi, uh, yeah. Hello. And uh, yeah, Vix is back after two weeks. Woohoo. <laughs> back in the bar. Back to work. <laughs> and uh, we have a very, very special guest this week, returning guest. Now, when I tell you, listeners, that this week's issue is called The Death of Mike Murdoch, <laughs> you might guess <laughs> who our special guest is. Yes, it's Mike Murdoch superfan. It's Emma. <laughs> Although Mike doesn't, well, Mike sort of appears in this issue, so oh. He appears in spirit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got there's Mike there. Sass can, going on. Yeah. You can feel his presence. Absolutely, <laughs> you can feel his presence. Uh, this is Daredevil number 41. It was released June the 1st, 1968. As I said, it's called The Death of Mike Murdoch, and I will give you a little description from Marvel Unlimited. Trapped in his own hell. Not really. Uh, Daredevil's <laughs> hope for escape looks bleak, but fear is where Dee Dee thrives. And this predicament is no exception. Foggy runs afoul of the wrong supervillain. Who is the exterminator? Karen and Matt talk about Daredevil's final demise. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in There's this a lot. I just a lot. like they threw in the middle, who is the exterminator? We don't find <laughs> out, but fair enough. Right. Um, and this issue was written by Stan the Man Lee and Gina Dean Colan, embellished by John Tartaglioni, Lettered by Sammy Rosen. Woo woo. We love you, Sammy. Uh, So, uh, before we get into the issue, we are a bar, and thus we have drinks. And what is everyone drinking today? Vix, what are you drinking? Um, I have two on the go, actually. I have a peppermint tea, and I have a fizzy water with slices of lime. Oh, very nice. Mm. That does sound good. Um, And what about you, Emma? Um, and I have uh, fizzy water uh, that's lemon flavored. So. Oh. And I have a lemonade. Ooh, I see citrus theme. <laughs> with fancy ice cubes because I picked some flowers, uh, some bor- borage, I think you say, or borage, I don't know, uh, from my garden, and I popped them in an ice cube tray and made um, ice cubes using them, and they taste the They give. The, the, the lemonade, a really nice flavour, kind, kind of cucumbery. Mm. Yeah. Fancy. Um, yeah, I'm so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, let's get into this issue, guys. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, yes. Also, I will say, I do have the physical issue in front of me. Um, so, I will be going through this one. So, there might be variations in colours and things like that, but we'll get to that. So mm-hmm. we start off in my one with a an ad that says, tired of being skinny, <laughs> drink on pounds of weight fast, the fun way, gain up to a pound a day, proven by thousands. It's delicious. It's wild. The new taste sensation crash weight gaining plan developed by Joe Weeder, trainer of champions, architect of beauty, helps you drink on pounds. What? <laughs> yep. Instantly say goodbye to your skinny, undesirable string bean body. Now! <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Wow. Okay. They sent you a picture on this ad that says like before and after, and it looks like oh, Steve Rogers and yeah. then like Captain America. I love those. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Uh, so in the actual issue, uh, Matt is trapped in. I don't know. I just keep thinking of this as the void from the Loki show, like yeah, some kind of he's... out of out of time. Yeah. You know, I'm out of touch. Um he does say he's trapped at a time warp. <laughs> and yeah. I said this is a time I wrote in my notes, madness takes its toll on me. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's trapped in a time warp and he says he's trapped in an endless time continuum. And I was like, okay, with the science. And then he talks about time fibers and temporal rings. I'm yes. sorry, I'm Nick, you're, you're a scientist, right? Can you explain this? <laughs> I, can't, what, I, what I mean, I can't, you work in what, pharmaceuticals. Come on. <laughs> what I can't explain is why uh, Matthew is suddenly an expert in the the space time continuum. <laughs> like I don't, I don't. Yeah. He's a regular Doctor Zan Beckett. <laughs> He took a class on it during law school as an elective. <laughs> Little known Absolutely. fact. Absolutely. Yeah, he knows all about it. I love that he knows what time fibers feel like. So what is a time fiber? <laughs> What's he all about? There's going to be an opening in the time fibers. What are you talking about, Matthew? That's not how it works, Matthew. He could perceive a shift, a subtle shifting of the temporal rings. <laughs> This might be my favourite bit of this comic. It's so insane. I've just I've just written like like so I've got like twelve question marks and exclamation marks. But he's thinking all this while he's just kind of like floating in nothing. He's yeah. just kind of like hanging there <laughs> in space and time. And it's like, oh it's so Yeah, insane. I was thinking about this visually and there's so many really fun, wild, abstract concepts and settings in, in Marvel Comics yeah. um, that I feel like the visuals here are a little bit boring. I, I feel like they could have had more fun with than, with this than just this kind of green... I think they're trying uh, to convey that it's kind of nowhere. Like, mm, it's kind of a nothing. But it kind of gave me a real... I don't know why, but it kind of gave me a real kind of Hitchcock vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's quite sort Either of vertigo-like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's I think... a bit boring though. It's just like a yellow tunnel, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think they're trying to convey that he's not really anywhere in particular. He's just kind of like in this kind he's of no- nowhere space. Nowhere yeah. man, sitting <laughs> in his nowhere land. This is the musical episode of uh, Joseph Barber. <laughs> Last week was movie night, and this week it's musical uh... night. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> uh, he manages to like somehow dart between the time fibers because oh, that's a thing. <laughs> um, yes. And he leaps out. Uh, meanwhile, Foggy is absolutely distraught over He's Deb. Absolutely livid. He's distraught. <laughs> and Karen's like, "Oi, you've still got your campaign to think of." I was like, "Let him grieve, Karen." Jeez. Uh, I love how Foggy goes off though in this. Yeah. He's mm. just like. Fuck Daredevil, fuck Mike Murdoch. Yeah. Like I love, I love that line of you know, Matt's just like his crummy brother, neither of them were ever around when they're needed. I love yeah. that. I was like, Go oh, okay. 
I knew you would like that. Steve <laughs> Pocky for the win. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he had every right. He had every right to to say those things. Oh yeah. He's right, and he should say them. Mm-hmm. And Shut Pocky up, has an idea of who the exterminator is, Vix. Who do you think it is? Well, it better be someone equally as fabulous as his, his <laughs> supervillain persona. Will it his... be a man with a pencil-thin moustache? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the crazy swayzy eyes and, and the kind of and the growing temples. Yes, I, yes. <laughs> Which, if if that's true, then like a man of his age with that physique. Seriously. I I want what he's having. Maybe he doesn't have a good physique. He's wearing that like weird Ultron-y robot body. So how dare you call that fabulous outfit? Weird. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, Foggy. I'm, I'm Fo- adding the exterminator to my um Your my Daredevil supervillain tattoo list. <laughs> so so far it's the exterminator, the plunderer, and Stiltman. Yes, Stiltman. <laughs> The dream team. But I want them I want them like the other two, like basically pole dancing off of Stiltman's legs. Yes. That would be (laughs) amazing. (laughs) Uh and Stiltman is hoovering up all the uh, money that people are tossing at their pole dancing. Yes, exactly. The best tattoo I've ever heard of. So Foggy decides to tell the newspapers that he knows the exterminator's identity. That will make him come after Foggy. And then Karen says, but what chance will you have? And he says, as much as anyone else. And I was like, well, not really. Like, Thor's got a magic hammer. And it's right. like, this is not a good plan. This is not a good but, plan, you know. Foggy. I think you've been <laughs> around with Matt too long. Yeah, but Foggy's got his indignant rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell, hell hath no fury like Foggy scorned. <laughs> oh, and he's absolutely right that Matt and Mike are never around because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, where are they? Like right. Foggy's girlfriend has just died. They think, where's his best friend? Who's <laughs> who's supposed to be this hotshot lawyer who never actually does any work, yeah. but still yeah. manages to own this like four-story townhouse. Oh, seriously, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Karen thinks that the only reason Matt would stay away is if. He's in some sort of trouble because he is always getting into trouble, obviously. Like that time he got kidnapped by pirates, mm. um, you know, uh, and she feels that his disappearance and daredevils are both tied up in some terrible way. Spider-Man has already told you. Like, <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> like, Spider-Man's already told you both who <laughs> Daredevil is. <laughs> so I hate all this, like, hmm, I wonder if they could be connected in some mm, way. Is there a connection? <laughs> Also, you think that it's his brother. Like, of course they're connected, you know? And then there's, like, Peter Parker just staring into the camera like he's on an episode of The Office. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I mean, I think what what she means here is that maybe they're both in trouble. Yeah. Coincidence that they both disappeared at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Which I do, and I, I actually, I really like this concept of Foggy going off to try to do his part his heroic, stupid heroic thing, and then Karen also going off to, yeah, to yeah. do something. It's, 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 it feels very... I, I, I like that. I appreciate that in this. Karen's actually finally getting to do something. Right, exactly. I, every it, little time she gets to do a little thing, I go, yes, good. <laughs> even, even though she's about to have her usual horribly ableist thoughts yeah. while she's on the way to the townhouse. Yeah, but which is Karen. Which um, looks like a, like a red brick on the Upper East Side, I might add. 
So I was actually going to mention that. So I mm -hmm. don't think the address has been mentioned yet, but mm -hmm. it comes up later on. It is on, um, that's townhouses on Sutton Place, mm -hmm. which is on the east side. So yeah. um, he's not in Hell's Kitchen and Hell's Kitchen. I mean, Hell's Kitchen is not really a thing yeah. at this point in the comics. As, as mm -hmm. At least it's not a thing associated directly with Daredevil. Um, but so I, I think that I just, I always find that, interesting to think about um, mm. people if people didn't know yeah that's cool it, it and it yeah. does kind of there's a lot of things that become sort of tied in with the character later that yeah. still aren't a part of him at this early stage like we've said before like the catholicism um mm -hmm. you know it's not really a, a thing um, yeah. at the moment and the love life mm -hmm. yeah um oh, what do we think about karen's fabulous pink coat it's purple isn't it Oh, it's kind of purpley pink, yes. Oh, I, I, lo I love it. Would this colour be called puce? Mm, I don't know. Um, there's but a creepy I, I... man following her with a hat, mm. and he's got a thin moustache. Mmm. Uh -oh. mm. Yeah. Basically, any, anyone with a thin moustache <laughs> is a suspect at this point. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, Karen has decided that even though she was once attracted to uh, by Mike. Sorry, Emma. She now <laughs> knows that she loves shy, sightless, wonderful Matt. <laughs> no, this, I mean, this is a big moment for her. I think yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's important. And, um, it, it's, I mean, this will come back later when she, spoiler, eventually does find out that Matt is Daredevil. The idea, this impression she has of Matt's personality, mm -hmm. um, and how that will be affected by, her finding out about him. So this is kind of the first step in what I think is a really interesting journey in their relationship, which is that she falls in love with Matt, yeah. with this impression she has of Matt. She gets a crush on Mike, who is, in fact, slightly closer to Matt's actual personality. <laughs> yeah. She says, never mind, I really love Matt. And then it turns out that the Matt she was in love with is also not actually real yeah um, which i find really really interesting um so that this issue kind of starts that in a mm. way yeah it's true as she also says she knows it can never be which i don't understand at this point that's well, her that, being that's an ableist the, yeah that's still yeah, the oh, line he'll never he'll never love me so there's no point that's cool, um, yeah yeah it's still that but she gets over that eventually i promise <laughs> yes yes she does uh, meanwhile, Deborah is now a spooky ghost. <laughs> yes. Poor Debbie. Poor Debs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like she, that she just shows up throughout the issue as a ghost. Yeah. Like... I, I would love it if she it happened for a few more issues. There was just her in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she's reaching out to Foggy and it's like, oh, That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> She says she's a few seconds out of phase, but for all the good it does her, it might as well be a few centuries. Um, Foggy, talking about bad plans, has gone to confront the supervillains, but he's like, hey, it's OK, I've got a police whistle in my pocket. <laughs> and then his plan gets ruined when they knock the police whistle out of his <laughs> hand. And he's like, oh, no, my plan. <laughs> my absolutely foolproof plan. <laughs> to defeat these three supervillains yeah. um, has just gone 
Oh, shit creek. Yeah, because I dropped my whistle. <laughs> Oops. Um, but I do love that he takes on these three villains. He kicks Catman yeah. in the face. Yeah, and I think he... that would be my panel of the week. I love that top panel. Of yeah, him, of him kicking Catman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I still hate Catman's feet. That's yeah, you can't so really see creepy. them in that picture. They're kind of That's obscured. so creepy. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he looks like he's got bird's feet. I'm scared of Ape Man's face. I don't like it. <laughs> They're all horrible, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, they are mean about Foggy's weight, of course. They call him tubby and flabby fat. and fat-faced. Fat. And it's like, oh, bless mm-hmm. him. I love there's like, this there's like Debbie's ghost screaming from behind the trees. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't you call my boyfriend that. <laughs> I love you, Foggy. Um, <laughs> they bundle him in a cab and take him off to the exterminator. Um, I, meanwhile... I love... Oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I love this little panel of these um, unhelpful bystanders. Oh, Herbert and Mrs. <laughs> Herbert, as I call them. Yes. Um, uh, what is Mrs. Herbert wearing? What? I don't. I don't know, that? but it's fab. It, but it's fabulous. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, she looks like she's out of the Flintstones. <laughs> I like it. Oh no. Oh, Vix. I, I didn't enjoy Foggy's bright yellow trench coat though. See, I, I did because like. I felt like Foggy no. was off to fight, and he was putting <laughs> on his Dick Tracy cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. He's like, oh, I'm gonna channel Dick Tracy. But Herbert and Mrs. Herbert, they the Herberts, yeah, they're use, useless. They're like, oh, we just saw those three men dressed as animals kidnap a, a man. Oh, but never I, mind. But I will say though, Mrs. Herbert did actually want to like do something, but her like man friend was like, well, no, I don't think so, love. I don't yeah. want to get involved I, in any of that. I don't. Yeah. I question her choices because she is wearing that outfit, and I'm like. What, like what is it? Is oh, I don't like it. It looks like it looks like instead of a, like a coat, but instead of a hood, it's got a turban. But it's all the same material and it's all attached. And I I I don't know what's going on. I'm very disturbed. I thought it might be just a very very long scarf. Mm, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it, I question it though. It looks like like yeah. an all in one. Absolutely. So meanwhile, Deborah is. Watching and remember when Deborah was like the femme fatale vix and now she's yeah. like oh fuck it oh. you know but oh. um you know I like that she does keep mm. popping up in this issue yeah oh, no anyway. one can like see her and no one can hear her yeah. well apart from Daredevil could sense her yeah because apparently that's what like, he could, that's... He could mm. sense through time yeah through the time fighters <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so... Oh, Oh, point oh. out quickly, um, oh, who says it? I made a note of this line. One of the, um, one of them says, "Since we polished off Daredevil, there's nobody who can stand yeah. up to." Which is quite a compliment. I mean, that's yeah. That's very. In, in well, when yeah. you're in New York City, that is full of superheroes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like Thor like, comes and attacks, and they're like, "We beat Daredevil." I mean, come on. Like, yeah. You know, when you, when you consider that most of the superheroes in New York City are like way better than Matt Murdock. Right, exactly. It's kind of weird no, for them to no, say. Like, no, no offence, but, you know, like, it's the fantastic true, and, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, the exterminator has got his big gloves on, his disco gloves, and he's, he looks like he's DJing, and it's fabulous, and I love it. And I like how they drew his butt. His oh, little bubble butt sitting on butt. that. 
when when he's like he's like oh I've, um like my my temple whatever it is is not working i need to fix it um and he's sitting on like, like his little chair in front of the console and he's got like his little bubble butt oh on. i think that might be later Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, his little button. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, because his time displacer is unsynced or something. And yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, so Karen wanders to Matt's house, his apartment. She's never been there before. Um, She's called the cuddly Karen Page in this panel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, um, And then she says... He deserves so much credit to think of a blind man living alone. <laughs> oh, Karen. Oh, oh Karen. Uh, she just wanders in. Matt, lock your doors. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, oh, it's open. I might as well go in. It's like, did, did we not thought that maybe, like, it, it's a bad thing that his door is open? But Matt like... is so blind and helpless that maybe he's, like, fallen over and he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't press his button that you said about a few weeks ago, whatever it was. I know what the um the senior alert yeah the senior <laughs> alert button because <laughs> he's so helpless. So she wanders into his bedroom. Okay. Hmm. Uh, also, I like her lime green stilettos with her pink coat. I'm kind of liking this combo. She's it's a, it's a good little combo actually. It is, yeah. Mm. Um. And That's he's just it. left his dead of a costume on his bed. Yeah. I do like the pacing in this scene a lot. Um, the the kind of thin panels where, you yeah. know, she, she's peeking through the door and she's in the kitchen. And so it, it builds suspense kind of nicely. Yeah, I like it as well. And she also is like, oh, maybe Mike's been living here and that's why he's left this costume. And yeah. You know, so hmm. uh, mm. so that's what she thinks happening. So Daredevil, meanwhile, he's leapt through the the fibers of time, and now he's a spooky ghost. And we see being a spooky ghost from his point of view, which is everything mm-hmm. around him is a spooky ghost. And I quite like that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So he, just like Deborah, you know, works out very quickly that he's like a mere microsecond out of time. Out of sync. Um, I'm out of touch. I'm out of time. <laughs> and In even Stan Lee mind. says, if this sounds kind of complicated to you, take heart, believer. It. It's just as confusing <laughs> to us. Because there is a lot of science mumbo jumbo here talking yeah. about it's desired like, continuum. Semi scientific Stan. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's like you wrote this, dude. Yeah. Like. Well, this is, I mean, this is quintessential Silver Age comic book science. You know, you you say words in an order that sounds semi-convincing if you don't think about it too hard. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you're aiming aiming it at, like, eight-year-olds, then... Yeah, yeah. So Matt hits, he shoots his billy club cable at a cab, and that pulls him through the remaining remaining fibres of time. I guess, and into the present, and somehow rips his outfit as well. Although maybe he rips his outfit because he's trailing behind a cab, I don't know. I think that's it, yeah. Probably. I thought maybe those fibres of time are quite sharp. <laughs> uh, and he says that it's drafty as he's swinging through the city, he's getting a little draft. I love how he's like, when he stands up, he's like, oh no, I can't be seen with a... Um 
I can't be seen with a ripped costume. No, no, my nipples are out. <laughs> I, I love and I love the 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 patoomph sound yeah. effect when he lands. That's a great sound effect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so he heads home and then he guesses that Karen's there, and then this is where we get Matt in his set of costume pretending to be Mike. Emma, yes. over to you. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. I love this. It's very bittersweet. <laughs> um, I love, yeah, I love the tension in this scene. So you have Karen here, who's just on the verge of maybe figuring out what's going on, and who is worried about him and asking all these questions. And you have Matt, who is dealing with having just been through this thing and having to maintain this persona. And then he also hears um, the sound of the the gun out the window. So there's just so much tension in this scene between them um, Mm -hmm. of Matt trying to just get her out of there before she, um, you know, figures something out or or delays him. Um, And the kind of I mean, he is convincingly Mike in this scene, but clearly super distracted Um, and. I, there's, I love that that juxtaposition where um, it's, you know, it's usually it's it's funny to watch him be Mike, but here it's it's there's kind of an edge to it, um, and this is the point where he decides just very suddenly spur of the moment, um, or at least that's what it seems because we don't there's no lead up really. He decides <laughs> that he's going to get rid of the Mike identity, yeah. um, and I wish there was more development of that process because the last we saw he was still enjoying being Mike. Yeah. Um and I've I thought about it. I've thought about this a lot. Um because that's what I do when it comes to Mike. <laughs> I thought about it more I probably should. Um and if you I mean there's the fact that Mike was the Mike identity was really complicating his life in many ways that um Karen had fallen in love with Mike, that Mike was overshadowing him, which is a Mike theme that will continue later. Um and what something I really, really enjoy. Um, and the fact that also I was thinking about the fact that Matt has been through these two, these uh, three um, identity challenging experiences, um, losing his hypersenses, mm-hmm. getting trapped in Dr. Doom's body, and then just now being zapped away from the physical world. Um, and if we want to really, you know, analyze <laughs> psychologically, <laughs> Um, I could see how that would make him want to, you know, these these out of body identity separating experiences would would um, unnerve him enough to make him want to retreat back into his original safe Matt Murdock persona and maybe abandon Mike for a while. Um, He's probably psychologically exhausted as well. Yes. Yeah. So um so there are a lot of things that lead up to it. I, I wish there was actually more in the comic to to delve into it. But mm-hmm. I also on the other hand, I do kind of enjoy this sudden ha, huh, I could get rid of Mike. Let's do it. Cuz that also feels <laughs> very mad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's is like a very sudden decision. Um Yeah. Cuz this what, what do you think about this fix? Cuz obviously this is the death of Mike Murdoch. So he sort of talks about killing me off him off here. I I mean we'll we'll get into it sort of more later with what happens. I forgot how kind of low key him killing off Mike is. Yeah. Because yeah. I remembered it happening, but it's so it's so low it's key. It's just really know, this issue. 
I, I found it like a little bit jarring as I was reading it because I was like, well, hang on a minute, where did that come from? Right. There was like, like Emma said, there was no kind of like build up to it. There was no kind of like, well, you know, maybe I should think mm-hmm. about like how to get out of that mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. Um, so it was all like really sudden. But then I did kind of like, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I don't know how much longer I can deal with Matt having about like five different personalities. Um but it was yeah, it was all really sudden and I guess it could it could be, like I said, like triggered by the kind of the like the last kind of three storylines because they've all like ran into each other. There hasn't really been a break. And it's yeah. been over the course of what, like a week? <laughs> In... Yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> And I think maybe Matt's just like I just I just need to just be myself for a little yeah. while, even though he's not really being him. Like we haven't seen him just be yeah. himself around other people yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, like yeah. we've seen we've seen him be himself when he's like on his own, and ba- like basically when he's Daredevil is when he's actually like Matt Murdock, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we've not seen him be like that around other people when he's not in the costume. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And also, this um, it is interesting the way this leads into things he will try actually very shortly. This mm-hmm. is n- obviously not the last persona he takes on. <laughs> no. Long shot. <time. laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not the last time he considers permanently taking on a new persona that will come up very quickly um and it's also his first of many faked deaths (laughs) it's it's a landmark moment in many ways for matt when when they do the funeral for mike murdoch and that's when matt shows up to the funeral as his other brother mark and then he's mark murdoch (laughs) yes Fuck my life. <laughs> Why is he like this? <laughs> aren't you aren't you loving the fact that we're gonna talk about Daredevil for another twelve years? Do you see what you've gotten into? <laughs> oh, so glorious. I love it. <laughs> it's still better than having to watch the Ben Affleck. Uh, dead oh, movie. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> like I would, I would rather put up with Matt shit for the next twelve years than, than watch that movie again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Emma, because we we kind of did it very last minute. Um, oh I no, that's fine. I, I was just going off oh, because I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, it was it was so much fun to discuss um, yeah, last week yeah, with Elizabeth, like do the commentary and. <laughs> There were, yeah. I was like, oh man, I've seen this film so many times because there was things I was like, yeah, like this this little sound effect, this is actually reused from an earlier scene. And I was like, oh, I've seen yeah. this film so many times. <laughs> I've yes. podcasted about this film too many times, but I kind of love it. And that was me just like relishing it, having that week off. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to like relive the film without watching the film, you could just listen to the commentary, Vix, because there is oh. the sounds of the movie in the background. Uh, no. <laughs> There's that awesome soundtrack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so Daredevil flies out the window to go and uh, try and find uh, Foggy because he thinks Foggy's being attacked. 
Um, he like shoves Karen's coat on her. I know. And he's like, right, off you go. Bye. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. I go run. And he's got changed into another outfit. And this is where we get the exterminator's little bubble butt. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, it's it's quite good, actually. <laughs> I quite like it. Um, so they magnetise Foggy to the floor. How? Well, it's, it's it's well earlier Matt was stuck in a time warp. And then this just reminds me of Rocky Horror as well, where Dr. Scott's like, my reels, I can't turn my reels. It's like we're glued to the spot. <laughs> this is the Rocky this is Horror all just issue. one big reference. Absolutely. <laughs> Crossover with Rocky Horror. <laughs> uh, and then in my comic, I get another ad, which is, <clears throat> you can now become an expert with forbidden oriental fighting arts, the most strategic methods of defense known to man. A combination wow. of the most skillful techniques from the Oriental self-defense systems. Wow. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it has a little quiz. So it says, Ooh. can you pass this life or death test? Mm. Problem 14. I don't know why it's 14, but okay. Problem 14. Your opponent has grasped you by the throat with his right hand. You will... Vix, what would you do? Kick him in the balls. Well, it doesn't I know say an answer, one. but I, I like that. Yeah. I know this one. Oh, what I would you this do? One. Uh, you grab with the left hand, with, with your left hand on their wrist, mm-hmm. and you use your right arm, either the elbow or um, the palm of your hand, to to knock their arm away. I, yeah, I, I remember doing that in self-defense class as well. Yeah, you could spin stuff. What is it that Sandra Bullock does in Miss Congeniality? I can't remember. It's like... Like face something groin foot. I Maybe I mean always go for the throat or the eye or the groin or something yeah. like that that's sensitive. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Emma. Like your problem number five. Your oh, opponent has a gun at your back, just above your waist. Before he kills you, you must <laughs> beg for mercy, <laughs> confess your sins. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Your opponent has a gun at your back, just above your waist. Before he kills you, you must. <laughs> Think him in the balls. <laughs> Marvel comics. I don't know. It's very strange. And then the last one we have. So we have problem 14, problem 5, and problem 2. Problem 2 is your opponent has his right arm around your neck from the rear to strangle you. You could outmaneuver him by... Dot, dot, dot. Kicking him in the balls. Kicking him in the balls. <laughs> Yeah. So back to Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daredevil is leaping towards uh, the Unholy Three um, and the Exterminator and Foggy. This is a great splash page. I love it. Where it says "Room" mm-hmm. at the top. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and then they go Daredevil, and he's like, "You know it, man." <laughs> 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 and. Uh, it's great, yeah. And then, then mm. we have a big fight, um, so against Catman, Birdman. Um, Catman like leaps on Daredevil's head like a cat and is like holding his face. And I love this. So he, I didn't notice this at first, and then I reread it a few times. Um, Catman says they don't call me Catman for nothing, and Matt says you mean you pay him? <laughs> actually really funny. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one, Matt. <laughs> I like the panel where Matt. Like it, Daredevil's running towards Ape Man, and in the background, the exterminator is pointing and he looks like he's laughing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just so 
so weird. <laughs> He's just like, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> um, a I fabulous love it. stinker. Fabulous stinker, yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So I love that Matt does. I don't know if we've seen him do this move before, where he ricochets the billy club off the floor yeah. and hits eight man in the head. I Classic. love that move. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Awesome. Yeah. That's one of my favourite moments in this issue. Um, mm-hmm. So he manages to get eight man to plow into the, elect- the electronic equipment. So that is kind of destroying the, the lab. It goes up in flames. But uh, Exterminator's like, I've still got my gun. I'm going to shoot you. Um, and then Matt's like, right, I need to uh, completely short the time mechanism, which he does. And there's a big explosion. And with that, <laughs> Deb is no longer a spooky ghost. Also, her yeah. dress, dress has changed colour from when she vanished, I think. Huh. I don't think she was wearing a pink dress. I don't believe she was. Huh. Um, so, yeah. So she's time dress again. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> hmm. Foggy's in the lab. He's like, oh, oh, no, everyone's unconscious except Daredevil, who's who's dead. So I guess the exterminator is lying there as well, unconscious. All that's left is a little rag with DD written on it that Matt has, like, ripped off his chest. (laughs) And this is completely convincing, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) He has to be dead. I mean, no body, no crime is what I say. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like he believed Deborah was dead because she vanished. So Mm. surely he could just think, well, maybe... But he doesn't know Deborah's come back yet, so I guess. Um, and Matt's just like, bish, bash, bosh, that's my brother out of my hair. <laughs> Dunzo. And mm-hmm. very, you know, it's very low-key. Like, I remember it being a bigger yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I wonder if it's just feedback from people and they were like, ugh, Mike is the worst. Because there's often, like, letters complaining that they don't like Matt, like, wisecracking. And obviously, as Mike, mm-hmm. that's all there is. So I wonder if yeah. people just complained and they were like, yeah, we're going to kill him off or they just got, they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, he's been around for a while at this point. Mm. I mean, there were there are a few letters of people going, hey, I love Mike. This is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do, I, I do wonder why they chose this moment. There isn't uh, any in this issue. There's because I had a look and I mean, obviously, they're a bit delayed. So maybe yeah. I don't know if I have next issue, but I'll, if I do, I'll read the um, the letters all the, the letters in this issue are about is about, hey, why didn't Doctor Doom realise that he was blind when he was in Matt's right. body? Like, right. literally pretty much every letter. Right. <laughs> There's one that I think was written by Thor, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so at the end of this issue, Matt and Karen walk off into the sunset, Aww. and Matt ponders, will this be the end of Daredevil? Mm. Probably not, because the next issue it says, the new Daredevil. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So a few fun facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just one that I enjoy is that the exterminator does come back later in a different form. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, and also, it's important to remember, and this this becomes more obvious later, but it's something I really love. Um, Mike was publicly known to be Daredevil. Yes. At this point, the villains mm-hmm. knew it got out. It's a thing. Matt is asked about it later, and so it's very possible that until very recently, 
the Marvel Universe at large knew Mike Murdock to be the first Daredevil, and I love that. <laughs> You're like, he was the first Daredevil, damn it. <laughs> he tragically died. Aww, died in the light of duty. <laughs> so, I want to read you guys a letter, because I think yes. Thor wrote this letter. I mean, it says it's from Carter Schultz, but I think Thor wrote this. Okay, that sounds you ready? like a fake name. Yeah. Absolutely. Dear Stan and Jean, whoops. Thou hast committed a most grievous error in thy masterpiece, <laughs> Daredevil 37. At the finish of thy tale, Daredevil and the insidious Doctor Doom hath switched bodies. But explain, why doth not Daredevil notice that he can see? And conversely, why doth the evil Doctor Doom not realise that he is sightless? For if thou art true to thy word, their bodies hath been transferred. And as portrayed in an early Fantastic Four issue, all the characteristics of the transferers and transferees' bodies are also interchanged. A span of approximately ten seconds hast passed, and neither of them are surprised. What thing here transpires? Be thou more careful in the future. <laughs> That's amazing. Best letter ever. <laughs> response oh let me have a look uh they said uh, they said we already were cs as you no doubt noticed in daredevil 38 uh our crimson clad crusader did indeed realize that he could see although he actually found sight something of a handicap in battling doom and his thugs since he had yeah. at the same time lost his infallible super senses doc doom however misread the evidence just a wee bit on his own side and ended up assuming that daredevil had merely obscured his normal vision thereby sharpening his other senses to an incredible degree. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but we just wanted to prove to ourselves that we could remember our, our awesome explanation. But, um, I mean, most of the other letters are saying the same thing. Like, why? Yeah. Um, this question, yeah. Yeah, and someone else does a letter that complains that Marvel are making all their superheroes look like a bunch of nuts because they said that, all the characters like Daredevil and Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and everyone walk around talking to themselves all the time and it's like well yeah because we have to know what they're thinking because it's a comic book and if you look like the when they're sort of talking to themselves it tends to be in thought bubbles rather exactly than yeah they're not bubbles, talking so. out loud that would be yeah. strange <clears throat> sometimes they do mm -hmm. I mean that's how I walk around I walk around like thinking out loud what everything I'm doing. Dude, I've I've been alone since like March last year. Yeah. So yeah. like I must look like an absolute loon when I have to go out to like the supermarket. <laughs> just chatting away to myself. Yeah. How are you today, Vix? Oh I'm fine, thank you very much. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, absolutely. So um that is the end of this issue. So now we have to um decide who we are going to boot and who we are going to toot and i will say that i am going to boot mrs herbert's weird red and black polka dot outfit because it's horrifying and i'm going to toot karen's little green and pink outfit with her lime green stilettos because i thought she looked lovely uh emma what about what about you emma um Nothing really stood out to me in this issue. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not, I don't tend to notice fashion and that sort of thing. Um, but I will to um, <clears throat> the exterminator's outfit because it is very cool. <laughs> yes. 
We should do a little moment's silence as well for our future tooting and booting. The fact that Mike Murdoch is now dead and therefore we yeah. won't see his fashions again. <laughs> That one, yes. like, I'm going yeah. to really struggle to find something to do. <laughs> the standard is going to go way, da- way down from there. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Vix, what about you? I am going to toot Karen's purple uh, like coat dress thing mm-hmm. um, because it's purple. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And I'm going to boot Foggy's uh, bright yellow banana man costume. I really didn't like that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, which is, yeah, sorry, Foggy. Oh. Love, love you. <laughs> at least he's got his Deborah back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so um, now we have to decide what is our panel of the week. Uh, Emma, what are you thinking? Um, I think it's probably... Um, that uh, first uh, big panel when Foggy is getting to um, the fight with Catman where he's on the ground and he's kicking. It's very dynamic. It's very fun. I love that it's Foggy doing it. Um, it's just it's a great panel. I like that one. I, yeah, I think I'm going to agree. Like Foggy going into battle against Catman is really cool. Uh, mini shout out to um, Exterminator in the background pointing and <laughs> laughing because it's yeah. great. Um, Vix, what about you? Um, I am going to go for, uh, the, so when, I don't know why it made me laugh so much, <laughs> but when Dee Dee's being, like, pulled along by the car. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you read, when you're reading that panel, uh, on the, on, on, on a laptop on the computer, like, it doesn't show you the whole panel to start with, so yeah. the first panel you get is a gratuitous arse shot. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, immediately, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's immediately my panel of the week, but then I clicked <laughs> to, like, next page, and it was the whole panel, and it was just even funnier. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it made me laugh so much of him just like being like flapping around in midair. You love a gratuitous being... butt shot. I, I really do. I really do. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm an ass man. Like, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, that is my panel of the week because it was kind of like because when I was looking at it on the computer. For a split second, I thought it was like two different panels, but it wasn't. It was just like the same panel. So, but yeah, it's for the arse and for the comedic, um, the comedic kind of thing of Matt breaking free of the time fibers and then just oh, kind of like, yeah. like flapping around like a like a, a windsock. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of people just walking down the street and suddenly out of nowhere, out of literally nowhere. <laughs> Comes Matt, comes Matt with his bubble butt. Daredevil dragged behind this car. <laughs> Matt with his bubble butt and his nipples out. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, never forget he's got his nipples out. He's, he's having a tits out moment. Tits oh, out for the lads. Great. <laughs> so, okay, well now we have to decide what we're going to do with this issue. Um, whether we are, if we think it's like the best issue ever... We can obviously decide to put it in our vault that is behind, in a room behind Josie's bar where we put all our precious things. Um, precious. precious. Uh, if we think it's utter trash, we're going to throw it out the window into the alley behind the bar. And if we think, yeah, it's all right, we'll just toss it under the bar and use it for, you know, coasters or something like that. 
Uh, so what are you thinking, Vix? I am going to put this in the vault because... Because uh, you love Mike Murdoch. Because, well, no, because we finally got rid of him. Um, and I think oh, it's... he'll be back. Uh, but, Don't um, you worry. <laughs> there's, like, there's an awful lot going on in this issue, which I think we haven't had this for a little while, where there's been like kind of almost essentially like three different storylines going on at the same time. Um, yeah. But I think I think it should go in the vault just because it is like the death of Mike Metal. That's that's like my reasoning. It needs to go. <laughs> and there was quite a lot of good R shots in this issue. Emma, what do you think? Um, yeah, I would also put this in the vault. Um, I consider it a, a landmark issue. Um, yeah, I like the way it's the uh, convergence of all these uh, plot lines. I think it's it's very nicely paced. Um, uh, and yeah, no, it's it's the end of an era. It's it's an important issue, definitely. And also, um, I like the cover a lot. We didn't mention the cover, but I yeah, find the cover it's very funny. Yeah, yeah I like the cover like, as well. Yeah, kind of very Hitchcocky again. Yeah, yeah. So I would put it in the vault. Yeah, I I agree. I think we should put it in the vault. Uh, so it's going in the vault. <laughs> There you go, that's the vault doors closing. Yeah, that's exactly how it mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you miss the angelic choir that plays that I've now edited in for when we open the vault. Because there's an, apparently an angelic choir live in our vault. So. <laughs> Although, you say that, when I was at um, uh, Terminal 5, Heathrow Terminal 5 in 2015, yeah. I don't think it had long been open, it was still quite a new terminal. Um, when you went to the toilets, I don't know if it's still like a thing, but when you went to the toilets, there was like a really gentle choral, like <laughs> choir music happening, Ooh. like in the in the, like played into the toilets, which I found deeply disturbing. Um, when I did you ever go to the Museum of the Moving Image in London, Vix? Oh yeah, the greatest Sorry. museum ever. Um, I my favourite thing about it was that when you went into the toilets, when you sat on the toilet. They played the theme from Jaws. It was amazing. Okay, so uh, uh, next uh, we talk about next uh, week's episode. Uh, next, next week's episode. Next week's issue. Blah blah blah. I can't talk. So the issue we will be discussing next week, um, I shall reveal in our segment. Vix. Predicts. Uh, okay, Vix. Are you ready? I was born ready. I mean, you had a little clue already saying that next week it says the new Daredevil. But the actual title of next week's uh, issue is Nobody Laughs at the Jester. Yes. (laughs) He already sounds sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, I just picture... God, his costume's going to be like a proper court jester, isn't it? With, like, like bells on his little hat and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god 
I can already tell I'm going to have a few things to say about... What, what do you think he's going to be like, our new friend? It, oh, he's, it's basically, it's going to be like the... He's going to be like the bastard child <coughs> of uh, the Riddler and the Joker. Um, Beautiful love story. With, with like a really <laughs> shit costume. Oh god, I bet because we've just had like the exterminator who's just sleek and fabulous and amazing. So this little shit is just gonna be in like the baggiest, <laughs> the baggiest, shittiest costume. They do like a baggy costume in this costume. Oh, he's gonna be up there to rival the Marauder, isn't he? He's just. I'm gonna. I, I know. I instantly know. That with You're that, gonna hate I'm him. gonna, I'm gonna hate him on site, aren't I? Yeah. Well, you have to wait and see. If he's got bells on any part of his costume, I'm just instantly getting booted. <laughs> like instantly, that it's getting yeeted into the sun. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Why would he have bells? <laughs> well, and now, well, now, 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 all I can think about is Wesley Snipes in like Expendables Three going, jiggling, 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 motherfucker. Right, that is the end of this episode. So, Emma, thank you so much for coming on again. This was really fun. This was so much fun. And yeah. uh, where can people find you in the, the world? Um, so the main place people can find me is on Tumblr.com. I have a blog where I talk about Daredevil um, called daresplaining.tumblr.com. So go there. Um, you will find my my um, long-winded thoughts on many things Daredevil. They're not that long-winded. No. Thank you. All right. I really enjoy it. Sometimes I just kind of go off. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I love it. It's a great place to, to geek out. Yeah, it's awesome. I, uh, I go on there occasionally because I don't have a Tumblr myself, but every so often I'm like, what what's going on on Emma's Tumblr? So I like literally <laughs> go on Tumblr just to have a look. Usually if oh, there's anything you. great on, uh, on Vix's Tumblr, like you send it to me anyway. <laughs> That's true. I do, I, I do actually have to like send you a, um, uh, a link to the dumpster babies like comic. Oh yes, please. Because um, like yeah, yeah, that would be very awesome. Uh, but meanwhile, it's time at the bar. Ding-a-ling, ding-ding. And we'll be back next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.